Welcome to The Hive from Tejitosa Sustainable Travel, a podcast for meaningful travel stories. We invite guests who have traveled abroad for more than just leisure travel, be it internships, volunteering, or study abroad, either as solo travelers or as part of a group. We also talk to local communities who receive and host these travelers and measure their impact. This is a podcast chronicling sustainable travel. My name is Wesley Maraire, Business Development Executive at Territorial Sustainable Travel and your host of The Hive. Okay, there are a few ways that we can choose to talk about sustainability. Uh, We choose to lecture, we can choose to shame, we can choose to shout or scream, but I think the best way and perhaps the most effective would be to share stories. And what a better way than to invite a sustainability leader, entrepreneur, and business coach in Anka Novakovic. Thank you very much for gracing us today, Anka. Thank you so much for having me. I'm looking forward to this conversation. Yeah, I'm looking forward to over two decades working in sustainability. How do you do it? Oh my goodness, I I am so, it's been my passion. So I've been really um, blessed, I would say, to be able to do it. You know, I just dove right in when it was kind of ahead of the curve and have been doing it ever since. It took a lot of educating companies to to show them that this is the way to do it. This is the way of the future. But yeah, I'm really, really having fun with it. Right. So one of the things that you hear being thrown out there is that it is trendy to be sustainable. And another person uh, I met recently said, I don't like the use of the word trend when it comes to sustainability because the E-N-D at the end of trend means that it's going to stop at some point but you've been at it for 20 years and i and i hope you don't intend on stopping anytime soon what's your take on the whole thing of calling it a trend is it okay to call it a trend should we be calling it something else yeah you know that's a really good question and i do want to clarify i've been doing it for over 15 years i've been doing consulting and supporting organizations for over 20 so i want to make sure um that that's clear but um Yes, I love that. That trend has end in it. Uh, no, it is. It, it's something that's here to stay. I mean, the way that I look at it is, um, think of IT, right? Way back when, when we had computers, when we started using computers, IT was something that was totally new. It was a totally new department in companies, right? And you maybe you had one person who was doing IT, and then companies realized, oh no, this this we need this. This is the way of the future. We actually can't do business without it. And that's the way I look at it when I look at sustainability. Is that um, companies are realizing, investors are realizing, customers, clients are realizing that this without this. And you can and and there are different versions and conversations around what sustainability means, or kind of going beyond sustainability, or kind of like going to circular economy and regenerative um, business, and and so much of that. But really, at the end of the day, um, it's here to stay. And if it doesn't, if it's not part of your business, then you're not going to be in business. That's kind of what I've seen uh, more and more every day, especially with what's happening with 
um, you know, with, with climate change, whether you believe it's anthropogenic or not, it doesn't matter. The, the reality is that we need to take action. We need to use technology. We need to use funding, you know, impact investing. We need to use anything that we can to um, address the fact that we are going to be in a very different situation in 10 or 15 years if we don't take action. Right. Absolutely. And I think that's the best way to, to go about it. I had a guest on this same podcast um, who also works in the travel industry, so similar to me. And he said that, you know, one of the things that he thinks about when he meets, say, people who deny that climate change exists is, is, is similar to the God uh, dilemma. Does he exist or not? And so, you know, his, his expression then was he lives in an apartment with, with his wife and with two children. If the fire alarm goes, he has two options to ignore it and think, oh, it's just a fire drill. It's not a real fire. So I'm not going to go out or to say this could really be a fire. <laughs> so I need to leave the apartment and secure the safety of my children and, and my wife and himself. And so yeah. I thought that was a profound way to look at, you know, the whole sustainability debate to say, well, if it's not true, I'm okay, but yeah. I would have done my bit just in case it was true. And I would have been on the right side of sort of history and, and of sustaining the, the environment and, 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 and the, all the species on it. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And the reality too, is that it is, it makes financial sense for companies to do it. And so even if you don't think you're doing it for climate change, the reality is that there are increasing climate events, which means that from a risk management perspective with your company, you need to be looking at that. You need to be planning for that. Uh, your clients are asking for it. And so, or customers, whether you're B2B or B2C. And so if you're not providing them with what you're doing to be more environmentally sustainable, if you're not providing them with products that meet their needs, they're going to go to the competition, right? right? So, I mean, if you want to be financially viable, more people, more and more people understand that plastics are not just in the oceans, right? They're not just on the street. When you walk down the street, you see single-use plastics and plastic bags and what have you, but they're in our system. So they're in our bodies. And so um, it's, if a company realizes that and thinks, okay, what can I do to actually reduce the amount of plastics? Because people now know that plastics are everywhere, including inside their bodies, and they're not going to want plastic, then it's in their best interest. If they come up with innovative solutions, they're going to win. Right. Absolutely. Right. It's like, it's a no brainer to me. It's, oh, it yeah. really is a no brainer, um, but I'm biased. <laughs> <laughs> and with that bias, let's contextualize this and, and bring it to the travel industry. And I'll throw this one to you and say, what does sustainability and travel mean to you? Hmm. That's a really great question. Looking at the SDGs, the Sustainable Development Goals, and, and how to frame sustainable travel within those goals, 
um, there are um, some goals that I think are really important. And um, I mean, all the goals are important, right? That's kind of a given, but you have goal 12, which looks at responsible consumption and production, right? You want to promote the local culture. You want to promote job creation, um, you know, waste management uh, program. So if there's a company or an organization that's doing business, whether it's local or a foreign um, entity, they should be looking at supporting the local economy, at putting their money back into the local economy. Like to me, that's that's a really big thing. Another thing is uh, goal eight, which is uh, work and economic growth. Right? You and again, that's putting money back into the local economy. If you're you're going in as a foreign entity and you are taking money and you're taking it out of the country and you're not putting it into the local economy, that's not sustainable. Because guess what? five years down the road, you're not going to have people to employ, <laughs> right? There, I mean, that's that's the reality. Or right. you're not going to have a, um, a, a environment that you can promote to say, hey, this is a fantastic beach. Because if people don't care about their beach and they destroy it because they can't, you know, they can't do otherwise, then it's, it's going to hurt you as well, right? Um, and then there's, I mean, there's uh, goal 14, which is life below water, which is conserving and sustainably using sustainably using the oceans, right? Um, there's there's so much. There's the gender equality goal, goal five, which kind of looks at uh, providing opportunities for jobs in sustainable tourism for both men and women. So for me, sustainable tourism means looking at the whole picture, looking at um, if you're going to be a tourist, think about your impact. Right. Think about how you're spending your dollars. Are you spending money with someone in the local economy? Are you asking questions? That to me is really important. Ask questions. Where's the money going? Where's the food coming from? Where's that waste going? Where, how is the water treated? Is it treated? Where is it coming from? Is it diverting drinkable water from local communities who need it? Right. Right. Um, do you have single use plastics because you're a luxury resort? Yeah, like, I mean, to me, luxury and single use plastics should, is, is, don't equate, right? They're not because plastic should not, is not anything luxurious, right? Just because like, you should have a glass bottle of water and uh, a, just a regular glass. And that, that is reusable, that to me is much more luxurious than being handed a plastic bottle, right? So it's also rethinking, rethinking what it means uh, to be, um, to, to be, uh, so at the kind of at the higher levels, uh, quote unquote, the higher end travel to what luxury means. Right. And, and what travel means, because travel to me, and, and it's interesting that because with, with COVID now there's a renewed or there is a new maybe understanding of how travel impacts local communities. And to me, it was something that was obvious anyway. And so um, I'm glad that it's coming to the forefront now right. um, and that people are taking action or are questioning, okay, if I go to a community or if I'm going to a certain country, how am I impacting the local community and how can I support them? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, one of the things that is interesting about you is 
your work in sustainability, plus traveling to one destination or within a destination. I wonder if you take into account your, your background in, in general sustainability, and if you have advice for you know, tra tra travelers, whether they travel uh, for business or they travel with their families, on how to look for these best practices, you know, how, how to pay attention and, and notice that, oh, they're saying it is luxury, but there's, there's plastic, you know, those are some of the things that appear obvious to a practitioner like yourself, yeah. right? <laughs> but might not be so obvious to, you know, a, a person who is not so inclined to, to notice those things. So do you have advice for some of the things that they can also, you know, as they travel, um, they, they'll be able to notice? Yeah, um, that's a really good question because yes, it, it has, it does become second nature to me. So I don't really think about it. Uh, the first thing is when you're getting ready to travel to a destination, ask questions, figure out if you're going to be booking a hotel, is it a local hotel? If you're booking an outfitter, is it someone who is supporting the local community? So I'll give you an example. Um, a few years back, we went to Tanzania to, um, to go hike Mount Kilimanjaro. And I spent so much time trying to find an outfitter that was an actual local outfitter where I knew that the money would go directly into the local community. It's sometimes it's really tough because with, with, and also with safaris, if you, um, you go online and you think, oh, I could just book this. It's great. But ask the question, right? Ask the question, who are they? And to me, it ended up being a recommendation, like a friend of a friend or whatever it was, who knew a local outfitter because I couldn't get straight answers from the outfitters that I was speaking with. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's the first thing is right when you start thinking about it, how, um, how sustainable is the outfit that you're using right. or the hotel that you're gonna be in. So you can look for what they have on their website, you can look for any certifications. And I know that there's some, uh, that the sustainable travel industry is pretty advanced in terms of certifications. See if they're certified, see if they're, they talk about their practices, right? Um, see if you can look at pictures of even a hotel room. Like I, it's, it can become obvious if, for example, if they use, uh, if they include a picture of their bathroom, do they have single use or reusable dispensers, right? It's, it's something you kind of think, like I, I remember traveling when I was in Sweden, been to Sweden a few times, I think, and uh, very, very environmentally, you know, and, and sustainably advanced as a country in general. And back, and this was even, I think last time was about 10 or so years ago. And it was the norm already to go into the bathroom. They didn't have single use bottles, right? They had dispensers in the shower and, and uh, just anywhere you went. And so like in the bathrooms, at hotels, at restaurants and what have you. And so it's doing a little bit of, of research. It's also to me, when you're on the ground, choosing not to patronize the large um, chain restaurants and hotels. Um, some of them are doing some good work and I think finding recommendations for 
local restaurants and going there is going to give you a much richer experience from just from personal experience, asking people, asking the people at your hotel, or if you're staying at an Airbnb, get to know the neighbors, ask them where to go. Where would they be going? Right. So I'll stop there for now. Yeah. I know a few people who are going to um, be with us on this platform and pull out knives for you for saying that you support uh, dispensers because I know quite a few people who fill up their bags with those single use um, shampoos and conditioners <laughs> and take them back home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it, it's <laughs> yes. I mean, yes, that's, yes. And idea long-term, that's not, you know, environmentally sustainable. <laughs> absolutely. Ab- absolutely. I, I'm, I'm sure they will hear you, but they will still cringe in the background. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you yes. know, Take, taking what you do, though, um, in the world of sustainability and all of these insights you have and experiences that you've actually lived yourself in, uh, when, you, when you travel, let's, let's switch to operators, uh, be it tour guides or it could be accommodation providers, your hotels, and say, how can we measure the impact um, of, of the sustainability initiatives? Um, in, in, in view of the, the initiatives that they do, but as well, I think in there, in your answer, we will also find the same, the same, the same um, answer that will inform travelers on what they should look for. Uh, I know in our industry, student and youth, they, the, the Gen Z and um, sort of that, that, that generation is, really, really into sustainability. So you have to produce impact reports, for example. And what it means is, you know, if you produced an impact report from last year, you can't claim to still be doing the same thing or hitting the same milestones that you were last year. If you have an impact report, the Gen Z wants to be able to compare so that we can see progress. So that for us is huge. Um, But, you know, I want to hear from you in terms of how you think um, providers within travel could possibly tap into that um, measurement of of their initiatives. Well, I think I think that's a fantastic question. And I think it just depends on what you're doing. But I some very general kind of high level metrics that you should be tracking that not you shouldn't be tracking that one could be tracking with this is. I think if you're looking at the very basics with your with a business, so if it's a hotel, if it's a restaurant, you would be tracking your water use, you would be tracking your energy consumption, you would be tracking your waste, especially your food waste. If you're a restaurant, how are you addressing your food waste? How are you minimizing your waste to landfill? Another thing would be looking at uh, the kind of the gender equality um, the goal that I mentioned around the SDG uh, goal number five, looking at what is how many men versus how many women are employed and in what roles, right? Are they management roles? Is it equal? And is it 
local individuals versus someone who is parachuted in from another country, um, which sometimes is needed. So there's, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, the impact. So measuring the impact that your organization has, for example, on if, if it's a resort that is by the water, how are you, are, it could be, it could even be um, doing beach cleanups and tracking the amount of, of trash that's collected um, it, near and on your land, right, right by the water, uh, by, sh by your shore. Um, I'm, I'm thinking of these mega hotels that have uh, a lot of space and then right by, right by the water how what are you where are you sourcing from so procurement what percent of your sourcing is coming from local local vendors right local suppliers um impact on another impact on community would be if you have a shop within your hotel are those things that are in the shop from local suppliers or are they from you know, did you bring them in, import them from somewhere else? So those those are things that I would look at. Is with with the with the hotel shop, it would be what what percent of this is local, and you can define local as within a certain radius of of your location. Uh, for outfitters, it would also be so. Let's say it's it's a it's a tour guide or a safari tour impact on the environment where they're actually uh, going into. So are they uh, donating money to support the local environment that they're using? So if it's um, not just paying for the safari, you know, the, the safari fees, like the park fees to come in, but maybe paying an organiz a local organization to support the park. Um, so thinking about how do you, if you're offering tours, are you offering tours that support the local, the local community, the local physical environment? Um, are you cutting down trees to make your villa, right, for to you know the for the luxury resort or whatever it is? But what is also the impact, literally, on the environment? So I'll I'll stop there. There's more, but. <laughs> Yeah, de definitely, and I think you know you're you're absolutely right on in, in saying that. I I had another podcast episode with Chris, uh, Chris Christensen, and he says to me that um, he came out to, you know, my neck of the woods, South Africa, Zimbabwe, and while the tour guides took them to a craft center, um, and they they really wanted to buy these sculptures and these these crafts, and being sustainable travelers, he, he, him and his wife asked the tour guide to say, you know, are these made by, by locals? And the tour guide said, yeah, they are. <clears throat> but here it's a really hot spot for tourists. So these, um, these crafters are not struggling. If you want to, you can wait until we get to the next destination where I'm taking you. The crafters there receive less tourists. And so, they can really use the money. And I thought that is quite profound for yes. a tour guide to have such insight and be able to communicate that to his guests, you know? That's, that's amazing. I love that. 
And I, I think training your guides, yeah, yeah, training or providing that education to your guides right. is, is definitely, it's, that's great. I love it. You, you can't, you can't take the training for granted, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and that's, and that's why you exist as well for, for, for to train companies in order to become more sustainable. Yeah. Yeah. And you've been to more than 50 countries. So yeah. as you said, the stories are endless, but are there some that stick out over the years where you think, goodness me, um, this, this, this form of traveling made me, you know, connect more with the locals or was really environmentally friendly, um, whether it could be carbon offsets or it could be um, any other sort of um, sustainability related um, initiative that you thought was quite profound? Oh, that's a fantastic question. And I think I have bits and pieces of stories from different places. You know, one of the first places that comes to mind is Costa Rica, which is known for ecotourism and, and sustainable tourism. Um, and about a quarter of the country is protected as a national park. And so when I, and I've been there two, three times, I think it's um, the, the entire, um, when I was there I, and I was there with my parents, I also visited with friends. There's definitely this connection to nature that uh, I haven't seen in too many countries. And it's, it's, um, it's kind of hard to put your finger on unless you go there because it becomes secondhand, at least for the people who I interacted with. It's like, yes, we, we may be, we may, we may live in a house and we may have just the regular amenities, but a lot of the people who I interacted with spent time outdoors, went outdoors a lot. Um, we're very grateful for having the outdoors Um having tours in the cloud forest and learning more about that, having the availability of that really accessible was, was amazing. Um, I, I also, I think of Romania, which is my home country where I was born and um, where for me, I spend a lot of time in the countryside. Romania is, has not done well, maybe in the last few years, but they haven't done a great job with, uh, marketing what they have. And so a lot of the, once you get out of Bucharest, a lot of the countryside feels like you're going back in time. And so it, you can really connect with people. There are, there are villages that you go through. I mean, and I have obviously had the benefit that I speak Romanian. And so you can kind of navigate more easily but there are villages that haven't really seen tourists where you can go to the local inn. Tour okay, not tourists. Tourists outside of Romania, right? So non-native non -Roman Romanian. And I have, I have an accent having spoken. <laughs> I haven't been out of the country for a while. So it's, it's very clear that I was not from there. Mm -hmm. um, but going to uh, the local hotels, there are some villages where everything's still made by hand. You go and um, you have little old ladies who have hand knit uh, shirts, dresses, shawls, 
and that you can support at ridiculous prices. So uh, in terms of cheap. And so of course we're, I'm giving them more because I think that they're, they're completely underpricing for the Western quote unquote, the Western world. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's how they make their living is their, their, these local crafts. Um, So that's, that's another, that's another um, example. I, I also remember another one is Denmark, which I loved. I went quite a few years back and when I went, they had the public bike system where you could put in a coin right. and you could use the bike all day and then you get the coin back at the end of the day. Um, and I remember thinking, like, this is such a no brainer. Why is it in the U.S. people can't don't do that? And when we did do it, at least in Washington, D.C., the first iteration of that, all the bikes were stolen. They were Ooh. just it just didn't work. Um, they were stolen. They were just completely trashed but now it's working. So somehow the U S has figured it out. It's only, I mean, when I visited Denmark, it was 99. So it was a while ago. They obviously the Scandinavian countries have it figured out. Um, So there, there are a lot of kind of different areas and I've been to Sweden. I've been to Norway. They're pretty clear leaders in that. Mm -hmm. I mean, absolutely. I mean, you spoke of Costa Rica, it's a country I really want to go to for, for the coffee safari. Um, and I've, I've seen sort of pictures and, and read stories of people going to smallholder farmers and even doing some homestays with local families. Um, it's something that's yeah. definitely right up there uh, of things that I would like to, I'd like to do. But I also know that you host um, rooms on, on Clubhouse, which is the new phenomenon right now. Uh, and so I wonder, and you host on sustainability success stories. And I wonder if any travel related, uh, sustainability stories have been shared since you've been hosting the room. Waste is such a huge issue. And I think waste is such a huge issue overseas as well. I mean, I remember being in Indonesia and it was heartbreaking. I was in Bali. Oh, two things. We were scuba diving and I was excited to see this something that was out, you know, the sun was shining. I was underwater. It wasn't too deep. And it was a plastic bag. I was like, Ooh, that looks like a fish. No, it was a plastic bag. It just broke my heart. And then seeing this little boy with a wheelbarrow of trash, literally go into the ocean and just dump it. Um, you know, those two images, I think waste is, is because there is no, there was no waste management system. It's not, you know, I'm I'm definitely not blaming him. I think there's, there's, infrastructure issues that need to be addressed at a higher level. But I think if you are a hotel and you are mindful of how you're addressing your waste, that's really important. Um, If you're a restaurant and you're mindful of how you're addressing your waste, again, I mentioned food waste before, right? So much food is wasted um, and even food that's not eaten. How can it, can that be given to the local community? safely, sanitarily, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. that's, that's definitely, that's definitely true. I know in, in Zimbabwe for a long time, it was illegal for restaurants and hotels to redistribute the food, leftover food. But I think they've, they've started to relax those regulations now in order to allow for people to start soup kitchens where yeah. homeless people yeah. can come and um, take the food and, and, and eat. And all of that 
are contributions that the travel industry can can contribute but not only the travel industry i think it goes from the individual to any organization that that exists and we all have a part to play in yeah. attaining the the sustainable development goals um, and you know looking forward to agenda 2030 as well but on that note i would like to say thank you anka for gracing us today I, I knew it wouldn't disappoint. I really loved all the <laughs> stories and sharing how, you know, the SDGs that relate to the travel industry, as well as, of course, their travel experiences over the years. You've taken us all around the world. Uh, we've been to Indonesia, to Romania, which is now on my list, by the way. <laughs> and I will report back. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, it is it is gorgeous. You just have to move out. Bucharest is just like any other big city, but going to the Carpathian Mountains and going to yeah, getting out of the getting out to the smaller towns as well is it's a beautiful country. No, it's 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 on the list. It's definitely on the list. <laughs> Thank you very much, Anka. Until Thanks. next time, yeah. It was a pleasure. Thank you, Wesley. You've been listening to The Hive from Teachers of Sustainable Travel. I hope this episode has inspired you to seek or to continue to explore travel with purpose. Join our community on social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest. And please do subscribe so that you can receive notifications each time we have a new episode. Tatenda, thank you.